Hello and welcome to the Automate and Delegate podcast. What should you not be doing in life, business, and building relationships? Every episode is high takeaway value with tips, tools, and stories you can implement today. Now to your host, Brad Stevens, lifetime entrepreneur, global speaker, and high-performance expert. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Automate Delegate Podcast, where we are working on what you should not be doing uh, to fast-track your life, business, and uh, relationships. And as always, we kick it off with our trusty third, uh, one of our, our team members in the Philippines, and uh, he's always researching and finding some, some cool tools so we can kick this off with something you can put in your pocket immediately and, and uh, get value from. Uh, so what have you got today, third? Hi, Brad. Thank you. And hi, guys. So the tool that I have for you this week is Grain. So that's G-R-A-I-N, Grain. So essentially, it is a tap tool that allows you to record, transcribe, and share important parts of your Zoom calls with your team. Oh, wow. So it's, and so it's, uh, and what's the URL, the exact website for our listeners? It's, uh, is it grain.com or? It's uh, grain.co. So oh, just .co. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. So you mean that a team member doesn't have to <laughs> review a three hour Zoom uh, video or call anymore that's been recorded by their boss or, or you know, it's like, hey, go watch this three hours. Is this kind of avoid that? Yes, Brad. So that three hour video is a thing of the past with this one. So there's no need to listen to an entire town hall meeting. So if you're, you just want to know how are we performing for the last quarter, what are the sales, uh, what, what does the revenue look like? You just, you, you won't need to listen to the three hour meeting. So How's it uh, work? Here's, how it, yeah, here's how it works. So once you're in a Zoom meeting, uh, you just need to hit the record button and it automatically transcribes the entire meeting for you. So if you want to share salient points about that meeting, you just need to highlight that one and click on share, then you can immediately share the video with a team member. So for example, if you want to share with a client that here's your ads, how your ads are performing for the last quarter, then highlight that bit and send. That is going to be life-changing <laughs> for some people going through. I mean, Zoom fatigue's bad enough live, and then you get to listen to yeah. the recording on top of it. Um, that's awesome, man. Great find. Um, and is, what's, the, is there, what's the cost on it? Is it, is it share on the website? Yeah, it, it does have a cost, but you can start with the free pricing. So that okay. is very awesome. Gotcha. Well, check out the free version on that one. Sounds like it'd be a great fit. We'll have to start folding that into our, our next recordings. All right, man. Appreciate you sharing. Um, so and as always, you can go to automatedelegate.com forward slash tools to see all the tools, uh, these tools and others that we share. And we have relationships with some of our tool companies because uh, uh, we believe in them and, and we use them every day, you know, our, ourselves are, are going to be. Um, we can't keep up with all the ones that, that, uh, that, that third's running across. Um, so check them out. Enjoy. And so let's get to our guests for today. Well, hey, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us on another episode of Automate and Delegate. Uh, what should you not be doing? Um, how to fast track your life, business, and relationships. And man, do I have an amazing one in store for you today. My guest is Todd uh, Palmer, and he is packed full of content that is going to be very, very valuable on all of those uh, topics. Um, so I'm going to give a, a quick, uh, brief intro to him here, and then we'll kind of uh, let uh, Todd dive in a little share about what he's doing right now in his world. Um, so thanks, Todd. Thanks for being here. Oh, gosh, Brad. Thank you for the invitation. So it's always good to connect with a fellow, fellow EO member. Absolutely. 
So Todd is a, he's an executive coach now. He's a keynote speaker, renowned thought leader, author, um, and CEO who's committed to helping business owners tackle their obstacles um, and clear their path to success. Uh, as an entrepreneur and active CEO, uh, he knows the struggle business owners face regarding people, cash, strategy, and execution. Uh, and he took his company from being 600 grand in debt to making the Inc. 5000 as one of America's fastest growing companies a crazy uh, six number of times. Uh, so six times is pretty amazing to be on that list. Most people kind of shoot for one, but you know, most entrepreneurs want to hear the story of how you dug out and, and how you kind of made, became a success. So thanks for joining us. Want to dig a little more detail about kind of what you're up to today and, and sort of what's your bigger p- purpose impact and kind of your work today and why you're doing what you do. Well, so great. Perfect. Let's start at the end and work our way back. So why, why do I do what I do? So about a dozen years ago, through an EO type of group called Gathering of Titans, I was blessed to meet a, a struggling author that nobody had yet heard of by the name of Simon Sinek. And I worked with Sinek <laughs> for two years to come up with two words, uh, improve lives. So that's what I do what I do. That's why I got my help my business get out of debt to grow to the ink list six times. That's why I coach leaders now. That's why I work with you know, EO chapters and help them grow. That, that's really why when I go to the grocery store later today, I'm going to talk to hopefully someone <laughs> there and help them improve their lives. Because for me, when, when someone's life becomes improved, there's a ripple effect within the community. There's a ripple effect within the organization. There's a ripple effect within families. And those light bulb moments then translate into self-awareness. And from those self-awareness, massive change occurs. And that's, that's really why I do this. That's a fantastic way to deliver it. And at the end of the day, and I think as all of us kind of get older as entrepreneurs, we kind of move towards that significance kind of feeling, you know, how can I have bigger impact and how can I have ripple effect? And I know a lot of us are kind of heading in that, in that direction. Well, I appreciate it. Well, um, and we'll share a lot more. I can learn about Todd. He's got an amazing uh, book that uh, just came out uh, from Suck to Success. And uh, he's actually in the middle of kind of his speaker tour and, and the tour about which I'm sure he'll kind of reference as we go through uh, the next part of our podcast, which, as you know, we'd like to get right to it and want you to walk away with high takeaway value, something you can address a challenge you're dealing with and see yourself through the lens of some of the examples that, that Todd will share with us here. Um, and we'd like to kind of just tackle three you know, key challenges uh, that Todd has either directly experienced himself in the past or you know, from his perspective, he sees a lot of clients and struggling that they have. So whether it's him personally or something he observes, um, we'll kind of jump through three of them, what the challenge is and, and what's the specific tool or resource that, that he's found to kind of kind of get through that. So uh, let's start with the first one, Todd. What uh, would you like to present kind of a key challenge that, that you've dealt with or you see out there and, and how to solve it? Well, so let's deal with the key challenge you already referenced. I was $600,000 in debt on a 2 million run rate. So for the, for the EO finance people out there, that's, that's upside down. It, it, there's just no way to look at it. it you know, the, the ship is sunk. And red ink. Even really. Yeah. There's, yeah it's, a, it's a sea of red ink. So the first thing I did is I realized that an entrepreneur alone is an entrepreneur at risk. So I started dealing with my internal self inside out. And I realized when I started my company that I was a, a rugged individualist and I'd gotten $600,000 in debt because I didn't ask for help and I didn't bring in any resources to assist me. I had staff. Sure. But I didn't really, I tried to do everything myself. So what, looking back on that and a lot of the work I've done since then, re, I have to recognize and realize the first problem I had to address was me. And my biggest problem was on, or imposter syndrome. And the imposter syndrome as it showed up for me is I have to be all things to all people all the time for every topic, including you know, my self-esteem was tied to the business. If the business was great, I was great. If the business sucked, I sucked. <laughs> very much an elevator of misery depending upon the day. So I had to show, show up and be very transparent. So I raised my hand and I hired a coach. 
And I've had a coach. And Todd, real quick, life. just before we jump yeah. into it, as far as defining imposter syndrome, I know a lot of people are kind of mm-hmm. familiar with it, but how do you define that? Just some of our listeners that maybe not have heard that, had that, heard that term, because it's sure. very common sure. among entrepreneurs. Maybe they experience, they still know there's a title for it, but there is. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's great. So I appreciate it so much. I, there is, there, there's, there's gradated versions of it in my experience, coaching others and dealing with my own. Whereas, you know, something good happens to me and I, I feel bad about it. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I get into a room of other successful entrepreneurs and I tell myself, well, how did I get in this room? I'm not good enough to be here. There, these people are more successful than me. Uh, the success I've had, I dismiss and, and put out to luck or to circumstance or to good fortune versus my hard work. I don't own my successes, but I overly own my failures. I you know, wrap myself in that cloak of misery, a great of how phrase, much I yeah. suck in the decisions I make. So for, for me, I've seen different versions of that, but ultimately it, it comes down to is the rest of the world has got it all figured out. I, I know I don't have it figured out. And what if everybody found out that I don't know what I'm doing? <laughs> and that ties up imposter syndrome. And, it, and it's a factor of deserving as well. Like you don't feel like you right. deserve. And that kind of just goes into the sort of you know, downward spiral. So, all right, it's cool. So kind of just get it defined. Yeah. So, so dive into kind of how you help people kind of navigate through that, how you navigate it yourself. What's that kind of specific solution you help people uh, get through that are dealing with that challenge? So, so for me, I, I take, you know, the purpose of what I do in, in uh, improving lives and I tie it into what we call, I call the active learning cycle. In my book, I call it the E4 process, but it's really not that complicated until you have to go do it. So you have your purpose. And the first thing you recognize in your life, what isn't working. So for me being 400 or $600,000 in debt wasn't working. You know, it's kind of a dumb moment for the listener. Then what it is, it created an intention, not an expectation of how to get out of that. So I, as I retooled my business, we approached everything with massive curiosity and what does the marketplace need from us? So we create, so the first thing is identify what's not working. Second is create intention, not expectation. Expectation is win-lose. Intention is open. It's using a different part of your brain technically. So using the cerebral cortex, not the, not the amygdala where we go from uh, a, a intention or ex- expectation. Then we pivot into a strategy around that intention, which ties to that goal. And then we put a fourth piece in there around massive activity, measuring it on a daily basis. So over the course of the over eight years in my business, we got out of the debt because we did that model daily. And so we used to create a fail forward award for people. The person who did the most attempts at trying and learning, who grew the most, actually got the award, not the person who got the most sales for the first couple of years. Because we had to find that inflection point where we could charge more, get paid faster, increase demand, diminish supply. And the only way I was able to do that was to deal with my imposter syndrome, realize that I, ha- I am enough. Here's how I do it and correcting it. For, for, for me, it was a matter of correcting it on a daily basis with repeated activities, getting the support of other people and recognizing and realizing that we will get through this somehow, some way, very much our Stockdale paradox. I know you and I are both big Jim Collins fans and there's two, two other kind of concepts there uh, that you're alluding to, I think that, that are referenced in Collins, which is you know, the 20 mile march, right? It's doing the consistent daily work each yes. day. And as you do those incremental efforts, you build confidence, right? And when you may have that win, you know, you build additional confidence and it kind of snowballs, you know, on itself. And, and the whole concept of, of the flywheel, right? I mean, the flywheel is Correct. about doing incremental, steady adjustment and change and, uh, you know, fire bullets versus cannonballs, right? It's, it's doing the small incremental changes, staying steady, staying consistent, not going super extreme, trying to figure out the, the product's going to save the day tomorrow, but doing steady, disciplined things each day. And, uh, and ultimately, you'll find yourself emerging, you know, out of the mess. 
Oh, I love the way you said that. I, I have nothing <laughs> literally to add to that. <laughs> that was awesome. awesome. That's a well, posturing syndrome. I, you know, I've heard a lot of people talk about it. It's amazing. Even the successful entrepreneurs and myself included kind of navigate. It's like, how did this happen? Right. And it's kind of look back. Well, I think I did a lot of right things and, you know, and I, not to go too Collins, but I, one other thing I love he talks about is return on luck. You know, he talks about, mm, oh, hey, gosh, yeah, everybody absolutely. deals with good luck and bad luck, but those that prepare properly and have the right foundation, when d- luck does happen, both good or bad, they have a, a, a bigger impact, um, you know, to, to navigate through it. So um, I'd like to become a part of the equation. This episode is sponsored by Outsource Access, the choice for entrepreneurs, small business and busy professionals for highly talented and affordable virtual assistance and outsourcing needs. Visit outsourceaccess.com slash learn to learn more and use code automate to get $100 off their signature and risk-free assessment process. Well, cool. Let's jump to a, to a second um, kind of key concept or challenge you see out there aside from imposter syndrome that you dealt with or you see out there and, and how to address it. So uh, I'm going to kind of throw the big pink elephant into the room a little bit here. Uh, COVID-19. There was a lot of challenges around COVID-19. The successful entrepreneurs that I know who've worked through it, including myself, is COVID, COVID happened for me, not to me. Now, there's a huge pushback from you know, people in restaurant retail, from uh, other sectors that were very, very much impacted by that. And I totally understand that it's a tough situation. COVID-19, in reality, for most businesses, is nothing more than a car accident. Allow me to explain. You're driving down the road. You get hit. Someone else hits you through no fault of your own. It's not your fault you were hit, but you immediately, once you get hit and you come clear, you immediately have choices and decisions to make and what you, can you do with that experience. Yeah. And so when I, when I think of COVID happening for us, not to us, I tie back into my coach, Dr. Danny Friedland, a world-renowned speaker. In November of this year, he's come down with cancer. He's literally mm-hmm. one of the world's leading neuroscientists. So when they told him he had stage four cancer, he knew what he had. Within 48 hours, he has decided that cancer is happening for him not to him, his, his runway short, maybe two years. He's going to make the most of that time. He's going to, he, he's created a YouTube channel that I would check any, ask anyone to check out called living well from within where he chronicles the process and the mental discipline of going through it happened for me, not to me with something as devastating as a cancer diagnosis. Wow. That's a, and to repeat that, so everybody kind of heard it. Cause I mean, we're all about takeaways here, living well from within. So if you go search that but, on yeah, living YouTube. well from within Dr. Daniel Friedland, and it's really around that something happens for us, not to us. And here's why it's so valuable. I appreciate the redirect is we literally end up using different parts of our brains to process the experience, to process the information. We stay, we stay in a higher operating sphere. We live more with purpose and passion versus safety and belonging, you know, the hierarchy of needs. And we are able to actually operate differently and serve others better from that position. And he's such a believer in the concept of, of asking yourself generative questions, asking yourself, going back to our purpose, this is happening to me now. What does this mean in the moment? How can I live my best life now? A lot of it really, Brad, is, is about slowing yourself down, getting into a different mindset. Because as we talked about in the pre-interview, it's my belief that every problem in business is always a people problem. You know, the people didn't hire the right people. The people didn't go with maybe an op- the proper outsourcing service. So the pre- people, you know, have a money, classic, I have a money problem. Well, who <laughs> made the decision to, to not show up for the bank interview? Who spent too much? Who didn't allocate appropriately? Who let days outstanding get? There's, it's, it all ties back to the people and often to the leader in charge. Now the leader sets the tone and, uh, and you're right. This is a, this is a, 
a whole world of you wake up, either the glass is half full or the glass is half empty. Um, and, you know, the most agile, and that's the, the theme we have for, for EO Atlanta this year from chapters, kind of agility and impact is, is how can you be in a position of agility? If you weren't before COVID, you certainly have been learned a lesson to kind of be agile. But it's not only about, you, you know, the technology and, and creative strategies and pivoting and so forth, but it, it absolutely starts with mindset, you know, to, to begin with is how are you going to emerge and adjust? And I know a lot of people during the restaurant industry, they got crushed. A guy, I know kind of out West Coast that had a you know, whole uh, meal delivery uh, program for all the major corporations, big tech companies got crushed, you know, went down to yeah, 60, right. 70 people down to one. And he figured out a way to launch a personal chef service. Um, so people that want to find a way will. And um, so, and it's, Easier said than done, and I'm fortunate being in an industry that, that we haven't been severely major impacted, but you know, have sensitivity for all those that are navigating it. But sure. I've certainly seen those that have been able to find a way to get through on the other side or, or shift industries you know, entirely. For Very sure. good. Well, thanks so much. Um, all right, so let's jump to a, to a third. So what's the uh, third kind of uh, challenge that kind of comes to mind uh, and share a specific uh, solution for it? So I found that a lot of entrepreneurs operate in a vacuum. They are the entrepreneur alone who is an entrepreneur at risk. And in that space, what they will do is they will, they will collapse within and they won't share with their team. So I'm a big fan. Great takeaway for your audience is The Great Game of Business by Jack Stack in mm. open book management. When I was turning diversified staffing around back in the late 2000s, I, I doubled down on using his tools extensively for The Great Game of Business and laying out Here's where the company's at in teaching my staff financial literacy, being open book, not only from a communication standpoint and why we make the decisions, hiring to our core values, firing to our core values, but also teaching them the value of understanding how this business actually makes money. And everybody knew how much money I made. So I treated it like a public company. Here's how much money I make. Here's what we do. I, and when we had losses, I remember the first time we took, the numbers were in the red. Meeting is like, like you could hear a pin drop woman named Carrie raises her hand. She's like, are, are, are we going to go out of business? We're in red. I said, here's the deal, you guys. Not only am I the CEO entrepreneur and crazy business leader, I'm also your bank. So I will cover our losses if we're following the proper KPIs and the proper, we're driving, striving towards the proper rocks to dig out of this hole. Um, but let's have an understanding of, of every time we negotiate a, a wage, every time we negotiate a bill rate with a client, every time we negotiate with a vendor, whether it's Staples or, or somebody else, Every penny counts. We're in the pennies business. So we need to move these numbers up so there's more in the reserves. And I went through this quick diagram of actually how the company makes money. And they're like, oh, because <laughs> what, what they were telling themselves is if I give the employees uh, you know, a higher wage to go on assignment for us as a, as a recruiting company, it's actually better for the business. When, when they saw the difference, and then we eventually changed the model so that their commission didn't try, tie to revenue, but actually tried to profitability. And once they got over a th certain threshold, they shared in the win. That changed a lot of things and how they learned there. But none of them had ever been taught business financial literacy. I mean, most of us aren't even taught basic, you know, home financial literacy. So for me, I, I thought being open book, using the great, great to get a uh, great game of business stuff from Jack Stack was really valuable in, in turning my business around. So the takeaway there, and then that's one I've heard people mention. I'm embarrassed to say I haven't read Great Game of Business. I've always heard it. Recommend it's got to get on my list. I'm going to make sure I, I knock that one out. But the transparency and, and there's another uh, business or, or ownership thinking. Um, it's another book that I was in EO circles, got as a speaker on a very similar um, approach as far as how to communicate with your staff. And, and I know a lot of business owners that have you know, helped their staff, even as employees, you know, the entrepreneur and, and kind of making mm -hmm. them manage their mm -hmm. own little P&Ls, right? As it's, it's their own individual unit of the business. So they understand the economics because it does. It's a game changer. When they know the economics and they get bonused off of uh, 
savings yeah. and performance. Um, and they know what the levers are within the business. It kind of changes, you know, how they think and the decisions that they make. So yeah, for sure. Uh, great share, man. Well, fantastic. Those are three really great, um, you know, from somebody that's been seeing tons of entrepreneurs and works with tons of them every single day and see some of the key challenges. Those are some great, great things that anybody can incorporate both you know, beginning or more seasoned entrepreneurs as you're going, you know, going forward. Um, very good. Well, so we'll close out here and uh, make sure to take notes on those takeaways. We'll have some more of those details in the show notes for the, for the show. Um, but I'll finish out kind of asking Todd the question, I ask everyone, you know, is there's one characteristics that you could, that you could uh, take to you go to an island. You only got one, one skill set you can take there for, for entrepreneurship to be successful. There's a lot of different ones, but from your perspective, what do you think is kind of the most critical skill? So what I've learned for myself to the clients I, I work with, to even some of the, the, the high-end executives I've met, the best leaders that I've ever interacted with are the ones who ask the best questions and have practiced the most active listening. And I found the best way to do that is to approach everything with massive curiosity. So here's what that would look like. So, you know, Brad would come to me as my, as my key sales went rocking and rolling, and, and he would bring an issue to the table. And Brad said, you know, I, I, I just can't close this client. He won't work with me. So as a leader, what we typically want to do is jump in, give you seven strategies to convert him from a, a non-believer into a believer to work with us. Well, Brad, help me better understand what is not working with us look like and what are the bottlenecks in the process? And we keep going and we keep going and we keep going and dig and dig and dig and dig. Because typically what the, the employees are bringing to us, heck, what our spouses, what our kids are bringing to us. It's never what it, they say it is. It's something over here. I just did a quick exercise uh, the other day where I, I had a, a, someone I was working with saying that, that night, you know, I can't fire this person. Well, why not? Well, because they, they're a department of one. They're, they're super important to the organization. Tell me more. Tell, it's basically, for those listening, just, it's just an exercise of tell me more, tell me more. It took us about an hour to get there. Finally, the leader goes, listen, I'm a nice guy. Nice guys don't fire people. <laughs> oh, so you can't fire him because it would make you a not a nice guy. He just sat there. He's like, yeah, let's pivot what nice guys could be within your business. Move it around, pivot out of it. Quickly replace the leader went and had the tough, tough conversation. So part of being an active listener, part of having massive curiosities, and we have to take action, right? Yeah. Went in there, moved the person along. Now the revenue is up 70% and profits are up 500% because he was able to approach, he allowed me to approach him with massive curiosity. He's now brought that into his organization for rapid growth by, by being a better listener versus just being a problem solver. You know, it's something that, that we hear a lot, even, you know, our, our parents told us younger, you know, the reason why you got two ears and one mouth, right? As far there as, you go. as uh, being a listener, I was, I was reading an article the other day. It says, you know, the top five signs of emotional maturity. I can't remember all of them, but I remember the first, first one was people that say, tell me more. You know? mm -hmm. And I think as entrepreneurs and a lot of A-type personalities, a lot of times we kind of default, you know, and, and men versus women, a lot of times, right? It's sort of yeah. you know, jump in well, and want to solve a problem and let me provide the solution. Just shut up and listen, right? And listen and yeah. tell me more, tell me more, unpack. The issue really isn't the issue. The issue is about five layers deep and really yeah. give an opportunity to listen and not try and solve. And I think- uh, Yeah, so from a, from a workplace, I, I want to make sure I tell your group this. From a workplace perspective, as a, as, a, as a CEO and a recruiter by training, it creates psychological safety. Because when mm -hmm. we do that, when we actively listen, when we tell me more, tell me more, tell me more, get to the root cause issues, we, we immediately become seen as more trustworthy. And in that psychologically safe work environment, they actually become more productive. 
So it's the active listeners, it's the better leaders that actually get the better results over time because people are seen, they are heard. And if you do a really great job, you become known and they become known and those connections become greater. Yeah, I think it's, uh, it's Google. I think I was an article I was reading that they're, that's a huge part of their success is they You're create right. psychological safety. And that's a huge part of what they do is people feel comfortable to be able to share their feedback in a, you know, in a safe environment and they're not going to lose their job tomorrow because they're you know, invited to, to share their insights. And that's where a lot of times, you know, with a lot of clients we do is we say, look, go ask your staff, what do you think you're doing that isn't the best use of your time, right? Mm, and what do you mm-hmm. think that we should be doing that's on the radar we haven't gotten to? And I've seen mm-hmm. CEOs that had employees for five, six, seven years. They come back with their list of stuff and they've never heard this from them before. Well, you never asked me. <laughs> You know? Yeah. I mean, I've been seeing for years that we needed to do this and this is a huge market and opportunity, but I've just never been asked. So, um, so yeah, being a big listener, uh, as cliche as it feels for some folks, it really is something we all got to work on. And I think as entrepreneurs, as we mature, that's what I've heard from a lot of entrepreneurs in the age is I do a lot more listening than talking you know, a lot yeah. of times moving forward. So and both of us being speakers, that's something <laughs> we both probably are working on on a daily basis, but, uh, absolutely but great. I appreciate it. Well, Todd, thanks so much, man. Uh, I know you're super busy and got a lot going on. Thanks for sharing your time with us. So um, if anybody wants to learn more about the, the world of activity you have going on, uh, know about your book and where can they learn about the book and kind of how to engage with you. I know you offer a lot of programs and services for, for forums and, and different organizations and groups. Uh, where, where do they find you? So the best place to reach me is on my website, extraordinaryadvisors.com. When you come there, mention that you heard me on Brad's show and I'll give you a, the, the first chapter of my book for free from Suck to Success. Uh, I'm proud to say it's an international number one bestseller. And um, anybody who wants to talk to me, just email me, Todd at extraordinaryadvisors.com, whether it's a, an internal issue. Uh, I've been doing, it seems like during the COVID times, I'm, I'm talking a lot more to, to husband and wife teams that own companies because the problems aren't being left at the office. They're coming home <laughs> because they've got, they don't have the office anymore. They never leave home. So I'm happy to chat with anybody. Again, extraordinaryadvisors.com. Hit me up. I'll get you a free chapter of the book and we can maybe have a conversation. And Todd is very genuine. I mean, I, I'm, you know, he and I are in different uh, chat groups and Facebook groups together. Just see him just giving and giving just tons of great insight and, and perspective. So it's not going to be some major sales call. You get a chance. He no. truly does to give his time and, and engage. Um, so I invite you to, to take him up on it because uh, he's got a lot of insight and, and perspective. So well, awesome. Very good. Well, thanks, everybody, for participating in another uh, episode here of Automate and Delegate. And um, we'll be uh, teeing up our next guest uh, coming up here in the next week or so. And uh, make sure to check out the show notes and we'll kind of spell out a lot of things that Todd shared today. Take care, everybody. This episode is sponsored by Outsource Access, the choice for entrepreneurs, small business, and busy professionals for highly talented and affordable virtual assistance and outsourcing needs. Visit outsourceaccess.com learn to learn more and use code automate to get $100 off their signature and risk-free assessment process.